welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 43. Yes. Sweeney, did he actually show me how he did that trick with the gold coins? Oh, yes. I can't remember. It'll come back. It was a long night. Several small snowflakes brushed the windshield, melting in seconds. Your wife's body is on display at Wendell's funeral parlor at present, said Wednesday. Then, after lunch, they will take her from there to the graveyard for the interment. How do you know? I called ahead while you were in the john. You know where Wendell's funeral parlor is? Shadow nodded. The snowflakes whirled and dizzied in front of them. This is our exit, said Shadow. The car stole off the interstate and passed the clutter of motels to the north point. To the north of Eagle Point. Three years had passed. Yes, the Super 8 motel had gone, torn down. In its place was a Wednesday... Mm. In its place was a Wendy's. There were more stoplights, unfamiliar storefronts. They drove downtown. Shadow asked Wednesday to slow as they drove past the muscle farm. Closed indefinitely, said the hand-lettered sign on the door, due to bereavement. Left on Main Street, past a new tattoo parlor and the Armed Forces Recruitment Center. Then the Burger King and familiar and unchanged Olson's Drug Store. And at last, the yellow brick facade of Wendell's Funeral Parlor. A neon sign in the front window said, House of Rest. Blank tombstone stood unchristened and uncarved in the window beneath the sign. Wednesday pulled up in the parking lot. Do you want me to come in, he asked. Not particularly. Good. The grin flashed without humor. There's business I can be getting on with while you say your goodbyes. I'll get rooms for us at the Motel America. Meet me there when you're done. Shadow got out of the car and watched it pull away. Then he walked in. The dimly lit corridor smelled of flowers and of furniture polish with... And that's our page. So I've been pretty lax with the spoilers for the most part, but there'll be some pretty good discussion today of spoilers, I think. So keep that in mind. Please finish reading the book before you go any further, or at least read another chapter or two. Wednesday's got a lot of information about the funeral parlor that Laura's at and says he called ahead from the gas station while Shadow was cleaning himself up, but we know that the phone was out of order. I think that it's only safe to assume that he got his information from his ravens, which anyone would have done in 2000, especially because the age of the personal cell phone was not quite here yet. They were becoming more common, but they weren't everywhere. Ravens, though. Dime a dozen. I'm not completely certain if this comes up later, I thought it did a little bit beyond this, but Shadow does spend a lot of the novel in the dark, so it wouldn't necessarily surprise me that he wasn't able to put two and two together right now. Put a pin in it, we'll think about it, see if we get any resolution. I also like here how Neil talks about, well, our narrator slash Shadow talks about how things change in three years. I remember going back to my hometown about, uh, about maybe three or four years after moving across country. And, no, nah, maybe it was two years. I think it was about two years. But things were mostly the same, mainly because my hometown has an aggressively anti-change board of select people who didn't even want to make the uh, crosswalks have color to them, as state law says they should, because Norman Rockwell didn't paint it that way. Man, Norman, you should have been thinking ahead to future laws and safety regulations. When I did move back, there were definitely new stop signs, and I had to really focus on not blowing through them every time I drove past them. Good times. Wendell's funeral home is a little 
I was going to say a joke, but it's not really a joke. Um, the name Wendell, though, comes from Wando, which means to wander or migrate. It's kind of indicative of Shadow. He wanders throughout the novel, and there's also migration is a big deal within the novel as well. It is also a reference to Laura rising from the grave in a few pages, so that's kind of funny, I guess. There's a lot of wanderers in the novel, although uh, Wednesday himself doesn't, I don't think, get the nickname. He hasn't yet, at least. There are portions of Norse mythology where Odin would wander as just a nameless wanderer, and there's even a painting entitled Odin the Wanderer by George von Rosen from 1886. You have probably seen this book on book covers of Norse mythology or similar things. And it's one of those things that I don't know that I would have ever figured out without having a reason to look up every single name on the page. So it's been fun for me. How about you guys? What else? There was another name. Olson's Drugstore. I meant to look up Olson's, and I didn't do that because, once again, I am a bad host. Well, I can't type either, so fuck me, I guess. Oh, Olson has a surname. Origin Scandinavia from the Old Norse Olafir, meaning son of Olaf or Olav. Common personal name Olaf means heir of ancestor. Alternate spellings. Blah, 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 blah. No. Um, Patterson from the... Which guy in the prison was he? The warden? Yeah, the warden was Patterson. He was son of as well. So that's something. I don't know that it means anything. But hey, I did research on the fly and it wasn't so bad. Oh, and um, this is the first funeral parlor we've seen, but it's not going to be the last one. We can discuss more some of my favorite words like psychopomp as we get further on in the novel. But just remember, this isn't going to be our last funeral parlor yeah, and it I guess it brings us back around again to that all-important theme of names. Shadow isn't just his name, it's also a descriptor for how he fades into the background, both in prison and now as he gets out of prison. It's also important to note, Wednesday's name is not Wednesday, it is Odin, but he also has 3,000 other names that he goes by. There's a lot of characters who have names throughout the novel that are indicative of their godhood or not. And so we I guess we can just I could talk all day about the names in the novel. For now, I guess I'll just leave it at that. So, if there's something I've missed or if I'm just wrong about something, you can get in touch at the world beyond the tale at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.